mean? It's like, if this happens, great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. Yeah. And that gives you the freedom of being responsive. Because I feel like where we get out of the zone is when something goes wrong and we're not open to responding to how it went. We're trying to control things too much. We're too fixed on a certain expectation. Yeah. And then that's even a funny saying, like it went wrong. It's like, all that means is that it didn't go to your plan. It didn't go the way you thought it should go. And Harmony is saying, it's like, no, take what is and move with that. Yeah. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Well, hello, everyone. It's Way of the Artist. Oh, my God. Welcome. We have some wonderful things to say. so hard not to laugh right now. (laughs) We have some wonderful things to talk to you about today. Yes, everyone. And today we're here to talk to you about the law of harmony. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did I lay it on a bit too thick? Was it too thick? No, it's funny. You surprised me. Mm. You surprised me. I was trying not to laugh through everything you were saying because that took me off guard. (laughs) Well, you know, as we're going to get into, even surprise and something unexpected is part of harmony. Yeah, it is. Harmony is just like basically a part of everything. And to be honest with you, I don't know. I still feel like you're talking in that voice. <laughs> you just sound like this guy who's like going to give like really terrible dating device, advice. You know, like you're like, what you really want to make sure you do is give your woman a massage when she least expects it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would definitely not be advice that I would just give. Well, I mean, I guess it, it you would depend on the nature of the relationship. All right. I would, depending on the nature of the relationship. <laughs> but if it's like a first date situation in today's day and age, no, I no. would not necessarily would give that advice. That would be out advice. of harmony. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into this. Um, <laughs> jokes aside, the, the law of harmony, we relate it kind of to the law of balance. Yes. And yeah. Balance is kind of another way of looking at it. But harmony is maybe somewhat more of an accurate yes. way of putting this because... Um, I'm trying to drop the ums. Anyhow, balance can give us another perspective on this, which is anything that you can do, you can overdo or you can underdo. There's all of these things. But harmony implies balance, but it's a little bit more nuanced in that it's not just one or the other. Yeah, I think it's, that's the, the the thing with balance is it balance makes it feel like it's kind of like this thing or that thing. I almost think of like the law scale, you know, like you're weighing two things. Yeah. It's too simplistic. Harmony is like, how do all these things kind of mesh and work together symbiotically and fit? And, you know, and I think like um, we were, we were having a pre-discussion, we were talking a bit about putting weight or making things matter a lot, right? And I think like when you think, when you make it balance, like people will say like work-life balance. It's like, life is a big thing. Work is a tiny thing. So to balance life against work is like ridiculous. Yeah. So it's and more like work, work is a part of life too, arguably. Yeah. And so like harmony, like work life harmony might fit better because how does work fit into your life? You know, as opposed to like, and I think that's a, you know, just to, while we're on that topic, that's one of the challenges for artists and just for people in general in our culture is that we have been 
programmed to make work so important that like our life becomes, what do you do? What's your job? And, mm-hmm. and I, and I know that it's like, sometimes it's hard, I think, to wrap your head around this, but your job isn't how you are. It isn't what defines you. But like, if you yeah. look at a lot of Western culture, we define ourselves by our job. Well, that's a very human thing we do. It's, I remember seeing a talk about this and basically saying how our thoughts, the way that we think and we operate is we turn everything into abstractions to help us understand certain things. So what do you mean? So for example, the figure of a stick man, right? The figure of a stick man, we see that we realize that represents a man or a woman. We see that. But does that actually encapsulate everything that a man or a woman is? No, of course not. But it communicates to us what washrooms to use or that uh, there's this is a a person in a comic strip or some whatever application you have for it. But it represents an idea of something for effective and quick communication. However, the problem that can arise out of this form of thought and abstracting everything is that we can lose the nuance. We can lose seeing somebody as a full human being. And to take your example of a job, you know, oftentimes like, what do you do? We're abstracting a person to the job that they do. And when we ask somebody what you do and they say, oh, I'm, uh, I'm a carpenter, I'm a consultant, whatever it is, our minds then immediately think of everyone else that we've ever met <laughs> who is a carpenter or a consultant. And we reduce them that even further into this great bigger abstraction. Suddenly that person is just kind of this other person. Yeah. <laughs> as you said before, this might be a bit of a side note here that we've hit on. No, I think there's, I think there's something really great in, in it because it does relate to harmony and harmony is, I think looking at how all of these things fit together. Watch what I do here. I'm going to tie it all in. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, um, so, you know, if, if you are just a stick figure, if that's all you are and everybody looks like a stick figure, you know, where is the artistry in any of this? And in some ways, like the harmony is seeing the the nuances and seeing how those things fit into, you know, you not just being a stick figure, but you being more than that. And I think you're right. I mean, I think like if you look at um, just like a progression of culture and society and people working together, living together, all of this, um, what's your job is kind of like, well, what's your service to the community? What do you do in this tribe so that, you know, we got one person who cooks, we got one person who builds, we got one person who does this, right? So it's like, I think what happened though now is that we're beyond tribe, we're beyond that now. And so you got all of these people doing the same job. And so then it becomes, you know, a lot about like, you know, who's, who's, who does the job better and, and all that and whatever. And I think like, what happens though is you get super defined by your job and you start to miss out on the life and the nuances that you bring, you know, because it's like, 
I mean, I, I, I just think about like, you know, I remember being young and kind of going into like, I'm an actor, you know, mm-hmm. and all these people are all, we're all actors, you know? And I think like, you know, you, if you're an actor, especially if you're an artist and you're going to just call yourself an actor, you don't want to put too much weight and identify with that too much because there are many different types of actors who give many different types of services, who do different types of roles, whatever. So like, you know, I used to play, um, just cause I had long hair and whatever. I used to play a surfer a lot and I used to play like a drug dealer, yeah. you know, this where, or, or a drunk high schooler or high high schooler and yeah. like never even had done drugs, but I kept getting cast at that. Right? <laughs> and, um, you know, and uh, the thing is, is that was a service that I provided in the industry for a particular type of role that I could do and the industry felt I fit. So, you know, so what do you say now? You say, well, I'm an actor, but I'm this kind of actor. And then we can begin to like over identify, you know, as we keep trying to, you know, and I think that harmony is kind of seeing that's like, well, I'm a guy who acts. I'm a guy who acts. That's something that I do. As an actor, I tend to play these types of roles or I want to play these types of roles. And I think like harmony is kind of seeing a little bit about how you're more than what you do and more than even what you know yourself to be, because mm-hmm. there's like a greater picture to it all that holds everything up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to use abstraction and use these very like simplistic, like balance and basic ideas. They have, a, they have a function, right? But they're functional. And that's the important difference to make here. And actually, I'm kind of glad you brought this up because like, you know, balance is like the stick man version of you. That's what balance is. Mm-hmm. But like harmony is the full body. It's your skin, your hair, your everything. Harmony is like kind of looking more holistically at it. Yeah. Whereas balance is kind of like, well, let's just abstractly look at what this is. Like you got to balance between your life and your work and figure that out. But that doesn't give you the whole picture. Whereas harmony goes, let's look at your whole picture, work life, and then your relationships and how you're eating and where you spend your time and what time you go to bed and all of that. And your hopes and your dreams and your relationships and yeah, all of these things. Yeah. And one thing that I was realizing, because there are a couple of laws that we have more than we initially thought when we started curating these things. Yeah. Where we said, oh, these are kind of master laws because they're related to absolutely everything. And harmony is another one of those, those master laws because there is a harmony between all of the laws that we've been talking about. However, with every law that we've discussed, I'm realizing a lot of what we're discussing is about harmony within these laws themselves and how do we create harmony within these these laws these sort of forces these uh energies that that kind of operate in our lives mm. you bring up a good point it's kind of like micro macro you know yeah. like micro harmony macro harmony what i mean by that is that we have there's little harmonies that we need to make between just the little negotiations we do in life, right? Like, you know, what to eat today, what time to go to sleep, you know, whatever, um, how much to prepare, how much to relax, rest, so forth. And then there's macro harmonies, which is like, what do I want to do with my life? What does this mean? And, and what's the big goal or the big plan here? And you find a harmony and a relationship to that, you know, like, 
you know, and the, the harmony of like, what's the next year going to be like, or 10 years going to be like, versus micro, like the micro version of it is like, well, what's this next hour going to be like? What's the next day going to be like? How's, how am I going to approach this particular character or this particular performance? Whereas macro is like, how am I going to approach my entire career and my entire thing mm-hmm. that I'm building? You know, it's like, you can take harmony and look at it in many different ways and looking at it one way won't necessarily answer a question in another way. And mm-hmm. that's why it's just, you, you, you sometimes might use the abstraction, I think, to abstract a small portion of harmony to look at a smaller part at a time. Mm-hmm. You know? And in many ways, I think that that's what this discussion is yeah. in many ways, because as we were having our preliminary chat about it, this one proved to be not necessarily elusive because everything we were discussing related to harmony in some way, but at the same time, it was difficult and challenging to necessarily pin anything down about a specific thing because of how many different ways it works and it applies in our lives. Mm-hmm. So maybe some of the questions that we, we have here is like, just as a basic, like, what is harmony? Yeah, what is it? What is that? And we've been exploring a little bit of that, which is this idea of where we're putting our energies, where we're maybe putting too much of our energy into something where we're not putting enough energy into. It creates a multitude of different imbalances or or when we underdo something. And it one can, of... Oh, yeah, go well, ahead. I was going to say, I mean, I, when I think of what is harmony, I think of it as like the dynamic of your life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the flow, the flow, the movement, yeah, the flow, the movement, how things fit and how things work together and your awareness and understanding and, and sensitivity to it is, is what harmony is for me. Mm-hmm. And I think about harmony. I think about like, you know, I really jive. I really get along with this person. You know, I want to be around them more. I want to carry this on, uh, you know, build something here. Another person, you're like, this isn't working. This is like, something's wrong. Energy vampire here is sucking my energy always down. Mm -hmm. I try to throw out a positive. They throw back a negative. You know, I try to put out a hope and dream. They talk about how it's not possible. I don't want to be around that person anymore. Harmony is you being sensitive enough to pay attention to your world around you and know where to put your energy and pull your energy away from. And that's kind of what the, the way I'm at this point looking yeah. at harmony. And I think that probably for most of us, we have kind of an innate sense of, yeah, harmony. I, I get an idea of harmony in my life, things moving with a kind of flow, a kind of ease. And so I guess really the question is, how do we create more harmony? You know, how do we, how, how do we create more of it? And how do we also make our life n- unharmonious? Like how do we pull ourselves away from it? Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to say about uh, on that, which is I am, you can disagree with me. I am of a type of belief that we're never really out of harmony. I think that there is a, a natural harmony to our world and to life. Everywhere you seem to look, there seems to be a harmony that is going on. Everything in balance, everything working together in some way, there is a shared relationship amongst all of life's processes. So when we say something like, well, I'm, I'm not in harmony, 
it's kind of a funny statement to me because like, well, it's not that you're not in harmony. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. The only thing is that it's like you're in a stream and you're swimming against the current. That's really all it is. You're still in the stream. Mm -hmm. There's no avoiding it. You're in that stream and it is pushing you in a direction. It's whether you are moving with it or you're trying to move against it. Mm. And so in a way, that's the only way I feel that we actually really become disharmonious. So like it's, it's kind of like forcing or controlling something you, you is not forcible and not controllable. Like mm-hmm. swimming against the stream is, you know, if the stream is powerful enough, you know, have you ever been whitewater rafting? You ever done that? I haven't. Okay, well, whitewater rafting, you, you really experience um, the power of water, you mm-hmm. know? You really do, because when the water drops off, you know, and gravity works with it, and it pushes between some rocks and creates, you know, a swell, you realize how you are very much at the mercy of the water, especially if you follow the boat or the boat flips. Right. Um, and even when you're in the boat, you, you as a team... You, you basically whitewater rafting is about you recognizing where the water is going to take you. And from there you control, but knowing that, that you're not going to be able to stop the water from doing that. Right. Right. So once you're in that rapid, that water is pushing you there, you know, once you're in there, but you have paddles and you can kind of control yourself around that rapid but you're when you're in when you're in a rapid that's directing you a certain way. If it's powerful enough, there's nothing you're going to do. You simply need to keep the boat straight, keep you know things balanced, and trying to get out of a swell because if it's going to suck you back in, it might flip the boat. Kind of right. idea. And if you fall out, you even have less control, right? And so I think um, harmony is you know, and if I if I take your your analogy or this analogy and use it with what you're talking about, it's like. We're always in harmony. We're always in a river that is kind of pushing us and directing us and whatever in our life. And there's a natural flow and energy to that. Our our challenge is when we try to control more than what is possible within that river. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're especially when we're in a chaos period in our life, when we're in a real rapid, right, is to be like, well, I'm in a rapid and I don't want to be in a rapid. It's like, sorry, buddy, you're in a rapid like Mm -hmm. you're in it. So deal with that. You don't get to just be like out of the boat. I'm jumping out of the boat. I'm out of this rapid. It doesn't work like that. We're going to have to pass through this. And then once we pass through this, we can make a decision about what to do. Right. And, And things will calm again. But I think harmony is kind of seeing that life is calmness and chaos And when you're in chaos is accepting sometimes that you only have control within chaos. You don't get to necessarily stop chaos. Mm -hmm. So you're not out of harmony in chaos, you know, like, and I think in life, like, you know, you carry on in life. The only way to get out of the river in this analogy is to off yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, I hate to say it, but to quit going down the river because life is basically in many ways, the river it's, you're, you're, every day is going to pass. You're going to move down this river. Yeah. Now you're you, in the river on the way to the ocean. <laughs> yes. And you might choose to, to go down a, a river or a stream that's very, very calm and very, very boring. And then other people might go down the most extreme rapids they possibly can. Um, I think when you hit a rapid, whether you wanted to or not, you kind of need to go, okay, well, this is what's happened. We're here. 
you know, whether I intended this or not, this is what's happened. Mm -hmm. And I think the harmony is kind of accepting where you're at and then dealing with that. That's part of harmony. And I think where people get out of harmony is when they make where they are wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think also like there's, and there's another thing is like, you know, the, the kind of like I, the saying keeps running through my head, this too shall pass. Mm. I remember the first time I did rapids. I was in Colorado, right? We went down a pretty extreme one and it was in the summer. So it was, you know, beginning of summer. It was a soccer tournament that I was at and rapids were big. And I remember how scary it was going through the first few rapids. And I was just a kid, right? And um, just how much I remember being like, wow, like, like we're really at the mercy of this river. And it's a, you know, there's a certain kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it, but like when at first it's scary, but then when it's happening is you get used to it and you start to go, okay, um, I can deal with this. But the first time you experience it, it's kind of like, whoa, what is happening? You know, I feel like sometimes we think we're out of harmony when we're like, whoa, what is happening? And it's like, you're not out of harmony. You just, this is new to you. Well, what's interesting about what you just said is that you're heading into these rapids, this crazy, scary thing. Yeah. But you're willingly doing it. But it's it's rough water. It's choppy water. And yeah. it is dangerous if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. However, why do we do things like go whitewater rafting? Because... It's exhilarating. Yeah. We get so much excitement out of it. We get the same thing with why we do we go on amusement park rides and stuff like that. Why do we why do we face these different kinds of fears, things that we're afraid of? It's because there's something very, very exciting about it. You know, there's there's a kind of life that exists in that space Mm -hmm. that we don't otherwise have. You know, I think It's like playing sports or even getting in a relationship. You know, you get yourself into a relationship and you created a a more chaos in your world, you know, because if you think about it, um, if you just spend time on your own, you're going to have a more controlled experience of life, but it's boring to spend time on our own. It's not as much fun. So a lot of people tend to have friends. They tend to have relationships. Well, now you're bringing a whole nether world into yours and harmony in many ways is trying to find an equilibrium and a balance with other people involved. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think like, you know, one strategy and I've done this before and, you know, and I can say personally that I don't like it, but one strategy is to just avoid chaos. It's just to avoid the rapid, you know, and I, I did this for a little bit where I just hid in my room and I didn't come out and I just like, you know, and it felt safe, but eventually it just felt like I'm not living you know? And I guess what sometimes in life when things get so chaotic and so crazy, the tendency is sometimes to go to the other extreme. It's like, I don't want any drama, any chaos, anything in my life. But in some ways, the challenges and adversities we face with other people or other events in our life, they're part of life, mm-hmm. you know? And I want to say that I think that one man's chaos is another man's harmony. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. I I think this was a talk that I heard Alan Watts giving. And he said, when you look at some things and you're too up close to it, it looks like absolute chaos. But if you're able to pull yourself back from it and see it 
from a distance, from another perspective, you see that it's working in perfect harmony. So sometimes the difference between harmony and chaos is perspective yeah. on the whole thing. It's a good point. And part of, I think, making, creating harmony out of the seeming chaos is trust. And that goes along with these, some of the things that we've already said here. One of them being, what if you are exactly where you're supposed to be? And sometimes it's a hard thing for us to, 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 to look at our lives that way if, if things are, are really tumultuous. Yeah. It can be very difficult to see it from that perspective. But if you try it on, sometimes that's all that's required. It's like, well, what if you were just, well, just what if you were exactly where you're supposed to be? What, what, what would that change? What would that mean then? And suddenly there's all kinds of new possibilities. Our imaginations kind of kick in and we can get a new perspective on wherever we're at and see that perhaps what's happening right now is perfect and it's exactly what, you, what we needed and need right now. And there's a kind of perfection to how things have unfolded. And if even if you don't necessarily believe that there is something pragmatic about looking at things that way. I mean, what is, I think that harmony, I lost my train of thought there, <laughs> but no, what I was saying of one person's chaos is another person's harmony. Mm. And one of the things we discussed coming into this was this thing of uh, discipline and having uh, practice, which is one of our, our laws, the law of, of practice, is we can develop a kind of practice for beginning to see harmony or beginning to see where things are not in harmony or aren't as aligned as they could be mm -hmm. and how we can adjust and move with that where instead of seeing chaos, we can see, Oh, okay, this is feedback. I'm getting feedback out of something that just isn't working well. And we can see that in how usually in our emotions a lot of the time, I think it first hits us in, in our, in our gut, in our intuition, where we're presented with something in our life a situation, a circumstance, what have you. And we might get that first gut instinct of you should walk away from this or you've got to jump on this right now. Mm -hmm. And we may or may not act on it at that point in time. We're not always great at jumping on our intuition. I think we'll get into that. It has a lot to do. That has a lot to do with presence, which we'll get into and then if we don't act on the intuition, then it goes into an emotional thing. There's an emotion that's brewing in us. And if we don't realize from the emotional state, then it becomes a mental state. And the emotional state's still happening, but now it's become a mental state. And then it goes into a physical state where things start just completely shutting down. Mm. And that's when we're going against the current. That's when we're not 
moving with the rapids and with the, with the waves, if you will. So it becomes, I think, a practice of being aware of the feedback that we're getting in our lives, not just from the world, but from within ourselves and being a, being aware to those processes going on and having a trust that these things are indeed going on. Hmm. I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, comes down to sensitivity and it comes down to values, you know, and I, I like how you kind of took it through the journey of like, you feel it in your gut, you get this instinct and then you start to have, you know, an actual feeling about it and then it becomes a mental thing and then it becomes a physical thing. I think when we're out of harmony, our body and our internal world tells us in more extreme ways, all the way up to sickness, where Mm -hmm. it goes, stop doing this. Like, and we'll actually get sick so that we'll stop doing it. And there's so many stories where you hear people who've like, they've gotten extraordinarily ill. Yeah. And then they change something in their lives dramatically and suddenly these things just kind of disappear totally and so i think like harmony has the sensitivity of you need to start paying attention and i think like when it comes to the level of instinct where you begin to trust your instincts and follow your instincts you in some ways don't get to start there you kind of have to go to the feeling and the thought and sometimes even the physical before you'll start understanding what your instincts are telling you Mm -hmm. i think like instincts are um, used by the wise, used by the experienced. They're not things that um, that uh, children and and people who are inexperienced or unwise get to use. I think instincts are something you have to learn how to actually use because you don't get to understand what that sensitivity is until you've gone through some of the physical, emotional, mental pains that come with not trusting your instincts. You know, I mean, many of us can look back, I'm sure, and we can go, you know, I knew it was a problem. I knew it was bad, but I did it anyway. Well, that's great. Actually, that's a good thing because you knew, which meant that you recognized that your instincts were already telling you, but you didn't know how to read your instincts well enough. And now you've experienced this pain. So the next time your instincts do that, you're going to listen to your instincts before you get to the pain. And, you know, I think as human beings, the, the, the wisest person in many ways has experienced the most pain and transcended it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you avoid pain, I think you avoid wisdom, you avoid gut instinct, you avoid all the things that actually give you superpowers really in this life. Um, harmony is, is your ability to have a sensitivity to really, well, on these realms you're talking about, I think the highest realm is, is instinct, but we have to learn instincts. Then the next is physical then mental or no, no, yeah, not yeah, physical, emotional, emotional. Yeah. Emotional, mental, mental, and then physical. Like if it gets to physical, you're on like the lowest level of awareness because basically you had to get to physical pain to realize that this was a problem or you had to almost destroy your life physically in the physical realm. You know, I think if things are getting to a physical realm, like you really weren't listening to your instincts, mm-hmm. but that's what it took. And that's okay. You know? And I think like, and you learn from it, you learn. You know, and, and hopefully you begin to listen to your instincts before you even get to the emotional level. 
you know, and, and we, like, we know we, after you live enough experience, you start to go like, well, this person hurt my feelings. You start to look at the instinct of how that played out. You might even had a sense sensitivity to that playing out the way it even did beforehand, Mm -hmm. you know? Harmony is kind of an interesting thing because I think it's really you being sensitive to what's going on with you, but you also knowing your values so you know where to direct your attention and energy. Yes. Because that's another important part of it. It's like you have to be sensitive to the energy you're receiving, but you also have to know where you want to direct your energy, what you what matters to you. Right? Well, one of the things that you had said before we began the conversation was uh, harmony brings our attention to what matters and what doesn't. Yeah. And again, this is what we've just been talking about is these are, these are the, the sort of the signposts, if you will, as to how do you go about creating harmony? It's like, well, it's about listening to those intuitions, right? And if you didn't catch the intu- intuition, then catching the emotion, What's the emotion telling me right now? What isn't working Hmm. right now? What am I putting too much energy into? Or what am I not putting enough energy into? And then the next sign being, it's like, okay, I'm, my head is all over the place. Like emotionally, I'm kind of a wreck and now I can't focus. I can't sleep. I'm, you know, having bouts of depression, what, what have you. This is the next stage. So it's, and we get a little bit smarter, we get a little bit wiser to it, not necessarily smarter, but yeah, wiser mm-hmm. to it all. And we can start to catch these things a little bit sooner, and a little bit sooner. And it's about ne- not necessarily perfection. That's not, I don't think what this is about. This is not about creating some perfect thing, but it's about creating more harmony, har- creating more harmonious moments and time in our life than unharmonious. So, and I think it's like, it's, it's an experience of harmony mm-hmm. because it's different than the actual harmony of life. Like, I think like, yes, yeah. you know, I think like what you pointed out before is like, there's a harmony to needing to learn through physical pain or emotional pain or mental pain or whatever. Right. There's, there's a harmony to you Um, that's a process in which life kind of needs to evolve. But I think there's like natural harmony and then there's your experience of harmony. Whereas like, you know, when you, when you are acting from your like wisest self, you know, it's like, you know, I remember I met this guy on a set, right? Um, not on set in the actual audition room and we were both going for a part. And it was down to me and like three other actors in my category and three other actors in his. And I remember us all sitting in the waiting room and we're all doing the callbacks. And I remember thinking, man, I hope this guy doesn't get the part because I would have to play opposite of him. (laughs) But I was just like, this just seems like bad news. You know what I mean? And then um, sure enough, he got cast and I got cast. And uh (laughs) And so it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, there's a beautiful harmony to it on many, many levels and we could get into it all if we wanted to. But anyway, so we get into it and we start shooting and the, and you know, in the first couple of days of filming are going all right. And, uh, you know, and he's telling me about, um, he's telling me about this girl that doesn't want to talk to him anymore. He's a little older than I am. And, 
And he's like, what do I do? How do I message her back? You know, and, and all of this. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, like, and it sounds like she doesn't really want to talk to you. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just these weird things he was doing. And then eventually got to the point where he ended up getting fired from set on the second or third day because he started saying like slanderous, weird things about the director's mom. So the producer and director (laughs) (laughs) fired him. They literally fired him. So they brought me back into casting, but I was still cast and, and I was reading with new actors. So they were bringing in new actors to read with me again. And then, um, and anyway, there. So, so I'm in this movie, and and now we're doing casting again. And so someone else gets cast, and we continue and shoot out the whole movie again. We reshoot everything we shot, and um, uh, he's like, he's like, I, you know, he's like complaining to me about how he got fired and all this, and he just seemed like a real lonely guy. And I started talking to him a bit more. Well, so it turned out that this guy was like, he had um, psychological disorder called conduct disorder, which is basically what we know today as sociopathy or psychopathy, oh. right? Which is basically when someone has a low functioning sociopathy or a low functioning uh, psychopathy and they get in trouble with the law. And this guy was like, he had the police chasing him down. He had to move cities. Um, you know, he tried to sell me a jacket at one oh. point. He had, you know, like, 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 like he had stole, you know, like, yeah. But I mean, what's interesting to me about this whole story in this context is that the moment I met him and saw him in the audition room and talked to him, I had an instinct in me that immediately knew he was trouble. Like mm. I had a sense in me. Now, what is that? You know, it's like I hadn't quite experienced someone like him, but I experienced behaviors of someone like him before. And I just knew that there was going to be trouble. Yeah. And sure enough, if you look at the way it all played out, I mean, it was just trouble everywhere. But I think what happens is we have, we begin to get a sensitivity and harmony Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, it was unavoidable. We got cast together. There was no avoiding that, but my sensitivity was already acutely aware before events even occurred to me Mm -hmm. that like, you might look at that and you can be like, well, you can tell the future. It's not really that. I think what happens is we have a experience and harmony is our experience kind of connecting with our values and our sensitivity and all of that, right? Yeah. And our, I think our intuition, our emotions, these are all just faculties that help us, that are to help us guide ourselves to, to the natural harmony, but also being harm, having an experience of harmony within this thing that's already kind of moving in harmony. Right. How do we align ourselves with what's happening in any moment? And I think that's another aspect of, of doing this is that it's harmony is a, is a dynamic thing. It's a moving thing. It is a flowing thing. Like, like the river. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not a rigid structure. And we were talking a little bit about this as far as with many of the arts, even, and we bring it into the concept text as well as like the, even the martial arts, how we learn a practice, learn a discipline. And for uh, myself teaching actors and the process that I, I take actors through is one of opening up awareness to whatever is happening, our present awareness. And, and in many ways, it's what we've been talking about is what is 
what are our senses from, from not just our physical senses, but these other kind of more mysterious ones that we don't always give a lot of credence to. Intuition, I think that we're all born with it. I, I actually believe that we're all born with extraordinary intuition, but we rationalize ourselves out of it. Yeah. And that can be, there's nothing wrong with, with being able to rationalize things and be, and be logical. That is a very useful skill tool and another one of our senses, I believe. However, I don't think that it takes precedent over our intuition. And it's like you said, and you said the exact statement. And if you've ever said this to yourself, then you've experienced your intuition before, which is I knew it. Yeah. That's such a good, good thing, especially when it's so ecstatic like that too. You know, you just, something happens or some, you, you learn a piece of information about a situation or a certain person and you just go, I knew it. I knew it from the moment that that happened or that I met them, that that was not a good thing. And I didn't like listen. I didn't listen to my judgment. I didn't listen. And what is that thing? Yeah. Especially if it's, if it's a a person or or a circumstance that you've never encountered before. You've never, you've, you've never met this person like this, this guy who who does, you, you, you have, there's no reason, there's no logical reason for you to say, Hey, this guy is trouble. I don't know what tipped me off. I like, honestly, to this moment, to this day, I still don't know what tipped me off to have that feeling. Yeah. And it could have been the way he talked. It could have been the way he was behaving. I'm not sure, but something in my process went, I went, Hmm, something is not like something's rotten in Denmark here. Basically something is off. And you know, like, Um, when you have a, like, I mean, here's the thing, like, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a rabbit hole, but let me just kind of try to go down (laughs) it a little bit. (laughs) If you lie to yourself, you have an ability in some ways, if you lie to be able to tell what another person who lies, because projectively you, the way you lie, you will look for the way others lie. It's not a hundred percent accurate, but if you Mm -hmm. lie, you'll be able to tell. Here's the other problem with that is that if you lie to yourself and you believe your own lies, which eventually liars generally do, you in some ways won't be able to tell a lie or you'll become oversensitive to lying. Whereas when someone's even telling you the truth, you'll believe they're lying because what you've done now is you tell the truth and then lie. And so then even when they're telling the truth, you think they're lying to you because (laughs) how you tell the truth is a lie. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. That's the rabbit hole. Here's the thing. We've all lied. It's just a natural human thing. Kids do it at a certain point and then they either develop a moral ethical compass or they don't or they develop what's the alternative, which is basically a rewards punishment version of lie or steal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Most uh, just a little psychology thing. Most human beings um, who become ethical and like law abiding citizens develop the first one, which is a sense of like. This is good. This is bad. I don't believe in this. I do believe in that. Mm. Um, people who become 
criminal uh, or or they have trouble in life usually become rewards punishment. So they only lie when they can get away with it and they don't lie when they can't. As opposed to the ethical person, which basically, moral ethical person, which basically I don't lie because I don't think lying is good. I'll try to tell the truth in most cases, but I'll lie basically not to hurt someone's feelings. But I won't like intentionally deceive someone. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? At least we hope that the world is mostly like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's to know? But the thing is, is about um, when we talk about instinct and we talk about harmony, is that we've all lied. And when you have lied and, or you've seen someone lie, you become sensitive and aware to a lie. And if you're honest with yourself, you can actually begin to start to see when someone's lying. So like, for example, um, I was working with a client. We were talking about... Uh, liars and whatever, because we're working on story and all of this. And I was like, be very mindful if someone's telling you something that's, say, um, dramatic or intense, and they smile. This is psychologically, this is proven. It's There's a term for it. I don't remember what it is, but when someone smiles through something tragic or whatever, they might be doing it to, say, negate the feeling of sensitivity they have. But if they're smiling and they have an intent to lie or, or they might be lying about it or you have some, be very mindful if they smile. Because if someone smiles, there's a, um, a tendency that they might be trying to get away with it. So like a liar would do a certain behavior which would almost overcompensate for the... F- so you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the sensitivity is like, um, you know... The, the, and they say the reason why the person smiles is one of two reasons. One is that they're they're either trying to get over it, like they're trying to basically deal with the emotion, or they're trying to prove it that they're not like they're trying to prove they're not lying by actually doing something almost that would seem like no liar would smile as they said this. <laughs> or there's another thing, and this is even wilder. And they've caught like murderers doing this. And this kind of like say a lot of crim. I say a lot of stuff, but they smile because they're getting away with it and they know they're getting away with it. So you might not know why you know they're lying and you might not even know the sign to look for. But what I think happens is when information or data gets kind of put towards you and you know, like something in you just knows it's off and you have that sense, like, I don't believe them. Trust that because that's probably your sensitivity and, and whether they know they're lying to you or not, like your sensitivity to a lie could be surprisingly accurate. And it's not to say that like, okay, they're lying is like, be like, you know, you're right. It's not about that, but it's be like, if I think they might be lying, they might be lying. Not that I know they're lying because I think they might be, but if I think they might be, then they might be. Don't be like, oh, they're not lying. I'm just crazy. Don't do that. That's how instincts get sabotaged. Yes. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is not to, I think where people go wrong with um, instincts, this is my opinion, but I think what they do is they make it very black and white. They go, it's either this or it's either that. It's like, it's not either this or that. Don't look at instincts that way. Instincts are more like a warning sign. They're like danger over here, maybe. Like be careful or sometimes opportunity over here or opportunity over here, but they're not, they're, they're not like you will die if you go this way. That's not like necessarily how instincts work. Mm -hmm. But like, for example, if you're like on a cliff edge and you start to have that sensation of like, Oh, Oh, this could be dangerous. That's in some ways your instincts are going like, yeah, like there's danger here. It's not like you will fall. Yeah. It's just that you could be careful. I'm saying, yeah. 
So I feel like harmony is, is your sensitivity to how much are you willing to tolerate and risk in a situation that potentially could go awry, not that it will go awry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's at least uh, part of, that's not necessarily what harmony is, but that is how we are able to create harmony is yeah. by being able to follow these sort of signposts as they were these well what is what is harmony but you know trusting your sensitivity and feeling right like i think about playing sports and being in the zone you know when you're in the zone of something if if anyone's ever been in it it's almost like everything is slowed down and everything is just mm-hmm. this weird kind of almost just very present connected almost effortless kind of place where everything just seems balanced and in harmony. Yes. Right. And the zone I think is when we, when we ride that line of harmony where it's like you're, you're trusting and you're doing at the same time in such a high profound level that you don't even know how it's possible. You know, like it's like you, you, you almost are beyond your, your cognitive conscious awareness of how you're doing it. Like when you get in the zone. And I think that's when instincts and feeling and all that stuff kind of, and you just ride that. It's like a balance and you try to ride that zone for as long as you can. And then it dissipates and then you're back to kind of whatever. But the zone is such an interesting thing, you know, it's like, and when you're done it, you're almost like, how did I do it? You know, mm-hmm. the, there is this, I can't remember his name, but he was in one of the, the last Japanese samurai sword masters. Okay. And he had said something to the effect of that he sees and listens with his entire body. And this is kind of, again, that same type of thing. It's not just about looking. There's, there's a whole sense of presence that you're bringing. And, and we, this is such a huge component of, of harmony is is this a very extraordinary sense of awareness and presence to what's going on around you mm. now to be a great sword master requires great practice and great discipline and there there is a very important component to that in being able to create harmony which is that having having the tools that you need and that, and that's individual to everyone. You know, I don't need to be a sword master. I do need, however, to be skilled in and proficient in philosophies and, and acting things. I need to be able to, to, to perceive and pick up certain things. Those are skills, certain specific skills that I need to make sure that, that I keep sharp, if right. you will. To keep going along the road to achieve your values. Yes. So for everyone, this is going to be a different th- a different thing. So there are, uh, I guess, hard skills, if you will, but also, I guess, soft skills as well that you're developing so that when you are in a situation where it's time to actually do the thing. So when the sword master is now out there to engage in combat or to provide a display of some kind, 
the all of the skills that have been built now are emerging in a very spontaneous context because it ultimately comes down to that because life is not in perfect little straight lines it is moving and it is flowing and it has currents and it goes in directions we might not necessarily expect with like a samurai master your opponent is going to is going to be doing things that you cannot necessarily predict just as in acting i teach actors like you don't know what your partner is going to do next you don't know what might happen so now it's just your ability to be responsive and all i'm trying to do is open up your ability and awareness to be completely and fully present and responsive to what's happening with with every fiber of your humanity right. and your being that you possess bringing that all here and now responding so even though you've got your back turned to your scene partner you're not you're still connected to them mm-hmm. you still there there's it, it's not over it's not that you you don't know what is going on anymore it, it's not that you don't pick up because there is a thing that that happens in acting, especially you're, you're going, you're in that zone. You're going as 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 I like to say, you're going on a ride with your partner in this scene and this whole thing is playing out and you're turned away from you're on the other side of the room and yet you feel completely everything that is going on. You don't see what they're doing. And maybe they're not making a single sound, but you know exactly what's going on. Hmm. And this is kind of the, the space where we get into harmony, or that is a, an example of a space when you are in a, a type of harmony. And this space exists for all of us in whatever we're called to do. You know, I, I'm starting to see that maybe the law of harmony is kind of like really the law of being in the zone, <laughs> you know, because when you're in harmony, you know, flow, flow. and the flow and flow every, state, everything yeah. is working. I mean, that's basically what's happening. You're in the zone and you know, you're, you're allowing things to be, and you're able and capable of responding. I think like the thing is, is like, this is, you know, the law of harmony. Like if you look at the master artist, right, they're somebody who has, put the discipline and the practice and the fundamentals in place. And they've used the law of simplicity to the point where it can be a complex harmony. Whereas like a new artist doesn't have the disciplines and the practices and the experiences in place to be able to do the complex harmonies. And like, you know, you look at like an actor like Meryl Streep, for example, right? Who I just think is one of the best actors, actors, actresses in the world. Um, Ever. Ever. And, um, you know, whatever we can, we can name different people, Danny Day Lewis, whatever. But, um, someone who's, who's at that level has built so many practices, so many foundations, so many disciplines, had so many experiences that there's a certain point where they can trust that that's there. And now the zone becomes a little bit more like a, uh, uh, just a place of what we'd almost be like, that's excellence, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like I learned uh, karate for a little while 
very traditional karate, but basically the kind of karate, I don't remember what it's called at the moment, but um, it's the type of karate where it's designed as a one strike kill, you mm. know, basically, um, you know, the, the <laughs> no dicking around. No, like, cause the idea <laughs> was you're fighting somebody with a knife or a sword and if they hit you, you're dead. Yeah. And so Life or death situation, right. So you need to learn how to be able to use your, your power that way. Um, and so basically when you're beginning and you're in the very new stages, you're learning so much about the stance and then you're learning so much about the body twist. And then you're learning so much about how to actually, you know, um, throw your fists and turn it, you know, and, um, you know, and then it starts to get into more advanced things about, you know, telegraphing with your feet and being careful not to give away what you're about to do and such and so forth. And you get all these little disciplines. And another big part of it is about keeping space is so important in that because basically like, um, with space gives you time to react and time to respond. So if you have all these little disciplines in place and I was watching, you know, this, um, I guess sensei who was like, I think at seventh or ninth degree black belt or something (laughs) nutty like that and watching what he could do and just be like blown away, just blown away at the magnificence of his excellence. Mm -hmm. But all the little disciplines, you could see everything he was teaching us in his work, but it's like not even a thought needs to really go into it because it's like the moment he gets into position, everything is aligned. And harmony to me is like that. It's like where all these little pieces just worked together as one. And it looks like this almost easy effort thing he did. But if you look at all the little pieces, it's built on many tiny little pieces. Mm -hmm. And I think like the law of harmony is kind of like the micro macro level. The micro level is he's mastered the stance. He's mastered the body twist. He's mastered the punch. He's mastered space. He's mastered all of these other elements that I didn't even learn about. And then combined it into one and mastered it as one flowing motion. Mm-hmm. And that's the macro. All the little pieces put together and, into... Yeah. And to me, that everything coming together is trust. Right. To me, that is is absolute trust. And from the st- there have been studies done now because e- even scientifically there's this recognition of this state that people can get into in in sports and academics like writers can do this and suddenly it just and as we said everything is flowing you are in the zone all these different words that we have for it and this is a state of harmony that is going on and from what they've started to discover as to how that happens is and how the mind works and all these things come together is that our conscious mind is only capable of doing a couple of processes at a time. It's actually very inefficient. Hmm. So if we're trying to do all of these different things consciously and be like, okay, I've got to, that, that, like, we do a very, very poor job. It's very clunky. And, and you hear that sentiment. It was in Top Gun, but it's just like, you think you're dead, you know, in that situation of you against them. When it's, you know, you're in the ring, you are in whatever it is that you're doing, you're on the stage. It's the same thing for acting, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all these different areas, this thing, same thing of, of, harmony kind of applies. And so the thing is, is that we can consciously apply doing one thing, learning how to master throwing a single punch, 
learning how to play a single note or how to play a single scale or how to uh, say a single line or something like that. Something very, very simple. And we, and we learn it doing that one thing, one thing, one thing, because consciously that's pretty much all we can do. But when it then comes down to getting into that flow state, they realize that what happens is it's actually, it, it is a surrender of the conscious mind to a yeah. large degree, because what they've discovered is that in that flow state, your subconscious takes over. It's actually your subconscious that's in operation, which they've discovered is very good at doing many things at the same time. So it's about getting that space going where that suddenly now it's I'm not consciously necessarily planning on what's going on I am just so alert I am just paying such extraordinary attention to what's going on either externally in my opponent or my partner in whatever this is or between myself and the creative flow that is going on between myself and my hands and the screen or something, you know, in, in that context as well. There is something that is a letting go that occurs in harmony. Hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I think you did a good job of explaining that because, I mean, harmony is so much about trust. It is so much about letting things be enough, be as they are, and and allowing that to happen. And I think, like, you know... Um, I, th- I, I just always remember this one moment in hockey. I just remember this moment so vividly because it was kind of an incredible feat that I had done, but almost didn't even know how I did it. But I had, uh, you know, I had practiced stick handling endlessly every day after school. I just come home, stick handle, stick handle, stick handle, and in our garage, stick handle, stick handle, stick handle, shoot, stick handle, stick handle, shoot, right? Yeah. And then doing everything, like putting the puck between my legs, around the side, behind my back, all of this. And um, there was a day we were playing and uh, I came in over the blue line and there was like four defensemen and I just had in my mind that I was going for the net and I went through all four of them and then scored a goal and everyone was just like, whoa, what happened? Mm -hmm. And I remember when it happened, I I still to this day, it's like every little move and everything still seems so vivid in my mind. But that was strange to me because it was not like... I was consciously, I didn't even, like, I didn't know I was going to deke through all four guys until I was literally deked through all four guys. Like, it was like happening as it was happening. Like, it wasn't like a plan as much as there was a response. And I think, like, harmony is where practice and discipline all kind of come into a present moment. And then you trust, and at that point, you're in it, so you kind of go with the flow and allow it to be. And then it can be something kind of incredible. It's like one of those moments where it's like, it'd almost be neat to see it if it had been recorded, like what actually had happened. Um, Because I was in it. So Mm -hmm. for me, I didn't get to observe what I had done. But I kind of have a, you know, you have that weird kind of thought in your head of like, that must have been quite amazing because of the way that all played out. But I feel like harmony is this very like, it's this thing where, like, if you tried to make things harmonious, they wouldn't be. Mm. Harm- harmony has to kind of almost 
it's it's a trust you have to kind of go with it you don't get to like make it happen it's a byproduct of being truthful and honest i think it's an allowing yeah more than anything and what's interesting too is that you didn't get to necessarily see this thing occur but you felt it occur and yeah. nobody got that experience That's of true. it right yeah. because one of my earliest experiences that i can remember of flow was also in sports you know sports is a is a fantastic yeah uh way in which we can identify this happening when we see just an incredible you just think of tiger woods back in the day you just in or just I don't know, whatever sport of your choosing and sure. you saw someone just play at a level that you you just were blown away by and that was the space that they were in because they couldn't think their way through those things it's just not possible you can't think they you just had people responding fully completely with everything that they had and for myself i had that experience playing uh basketball playing basketball when i was i think 13 years old or something that was I, maybe i'd experienced it before but it's it's one of my earliest memories of being in in a flow state and i just had an unbelievable game i scored half our points <laughs> in that game we won and it was just ridiculous and i was also mind you like the shortest player <laughs> on the team and i don't know what happened like it's it's one of those things where you just go i don't really know what happened i just remember that everything was going hmm. everything was just i was always in the right spot i was <laughs> everything i put up was going in it it got to a point in the game and it was an extraordinary feeling where here I am, like the shortest kid on the team who's kind of like, oh, you know, I'm trying to do a good job. <laughs> and here I am in this game and everyone's just feeding the ball to me. Yeah. Everyone's just like, take it, take it, take it. Because right. you're just killing it right yeah. now. There was nothing that was going on. I remember at one point, because normally my game, especially when you're young, your game is kind of doing layups and stuff like that. You know, you have your, that's your best chance at getting buckets is sure. going in for that layup. And I pretty much had that down. Like if I got a clear lane, a d even just a decent lane to the bucket, I had a good, <laughs> I had a great chance of putting it in. Yeah. It was almost a hundred percent of the time I was going to put that, that ball in. Right. But even at one point in time, I just remember I, you just handed the ball off to me and I was probably just inside the three point line. And I just went, throw it up. Yeah. Boom. Threw it up. <laughs> And it went, and I was just laughing, yeah. just beside myself, just being like, I don't even understand what's going on right now, <laughs> like, but it's just happening. Yeah. And that's, that's when we, if, and I really would encourage everyone who's listening, really try and think of a moment in your life, no matter where it was, if it was in sports, if it was in art, if it was in any kind of work really where you just like got into the space time just kind of evaporates and you're just like boom you're just doing it that's that's kind of the the place that we're talking about mm -hmm. that's the the feeling that you're working from which is almost impossible to pin down and articulate well it was just this or yeah. this it was like no there was so much so many processes that were coming together that you didn't that we can't be fully consciously aware of 
We just don't have the capacity to be consciously aware of how all of these things are coming to be other than to just be like, all right, you know, <laughs> go I, with it. You know, you pointed this out and I said this earlier, which is that um, it, it allows us to put our attention to what matters most. And I think it also allows us to take our attention away from what doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I think when I think of these moments, you know, we share about being in the zone. I mean, I think about like your basketball story. It almost didn't matter if you missed. And in some ways, that's what allows you to do it. You know, like mm-hmm. I think about the stick handling moment I had there in hockey um, where it didn't almost didn't matter if I got checked. And that gives an allowance. It gives a freedom. And I think harmony is a little bit about when you allow yourself to not put so much weight on what the doubt would be like, well, cause I think a lot of people just stop themselves from experiencing the zone or experiencing harmony because, and I've done this before myself, I'm sure, but like where we basically just doubt and we allow doubt to be like, well, what if I get checked or what if she says no, or what if blah, blah, blah. It's like, if that doesn't matter, how does that change the game for you? You know what I mean? And I feel mm-hmm. like so much about harmony is, is you not worrying so much about the consequences, even with the whitewater rafting I was using. If you want to be really good at that, if you want to do that well and have the most fun, don't be worried about getting thrown from the boat. Don't be worried about the boat tipping over. It could happen, but in some ways it won't happen if you are not like so worked up about it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, if this happens, great. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. Yeah. And that gives you the freedom of being responsive. Cause I feel like where we get out of the zone is when something goes wrong and we're not open to responding to how it went. We're trying to control things too much. We're too fixed on a certain expectation. Yeah. And then that's even a funny saying, like it went wrong. It's like, all that means is that it didn't go to your plan. It didn't go the way you thought it should yes. go. And harmony is saying, it's like, no, take what is and move with that. Yeah. And move with that. It's just just this continually moving, trusting, dynamic thing of just like, what's here right now? What's here right now? What's here right now? What's here right now? Yeah. And when we open up all of our faculties and our senses to that thing that's occurring, we start to bring ourselves into harmony. I think so. I also think there's a lot more to say about this particular law. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like we'd go for another hour, but let's not. And no. we'll, we'll pick it up again. But I feel like we gave people enough to walk away with. Um, what do you think of this porter? I've been enjoying it. It's It's been a while since we've had like such a dark thing. Cause it's yeah. been such a nice, beautiful weather over the last while. And uh, I'm enjoying this. It's, yeah, it's got kind of like a a very sweet lingering kind of like aftertaste, but it's, it's enjoyable. I've been enjoying every sip. I've been enjoying it too. It's real smooth. I find, you know, it's like a, I mean, it's, you know, we're talking about the beer. If you're not up on beer terms, it's a Porter is a very dark beer. This is not an ad. We just have beer on each podcast. I always feel like it's important to say, but anyway, um, yeah, this is a a Maui brewery. So Hawaii or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I've Um, heard of this one before. Yeah, but it's good. You know, it's got a little coconut flavor to it. Um, coconut just, Hiwa Porter. Yeah. A robust dark ale with hand-toasted coconut and hints of mocha. Yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a nice, enjoyable dark beer. Mm-hmm. Um, really good. All right. Well, I guess uh, let's wrap this baby up. The Harmony 
the harmony talk. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I have anything to say. I think I actually, I actually said pretty much as as much I was as I was going to say just before we talked about okay. the beer. So if you have anything to add, then hit it. <laughs> well, all right. I would say this. I mean, with the law of harmony, you know, you want to use this in your life is allow allow yourself to to respond to life and and learn from it and see that you are simply becoming more responsive and better you know like i think where the law of harmony comes in is when you relinquish your need for control and you relinquish things like what's right what's wrong uh you you open yourself up to the plan like it's the thing is, is I think the trust comes in is that harmony goes you're if you're going that way you're going to get there but you might not get there as directly as you want to go and harmony is like this roundabout path that we might have to take sometimes direct but often roundabout is exactly the way that it needs to go and you know, and, and that's what will make it fun and interesting. So I think like the law of harmony is kind of going like, I don't necessarily know how things are going to go. My plan might be going totally to shit. Uh, I'm not, I'm totally out of control here, but you can still totally be in harmony because you can be like, it's okay because I'm responding to where I'm at as though it is okay. I think where we get out of harmony or the experience of harmony is when we make the moment we're in not okay. And we try to make it need to be something else. And I mean, I, I feel like I learn this lesson like every week <laughs> <laughs> myself. And I'm it's still, a big one. It's, it's a big, a big one. one. I'm still learning it all the time because there is a part of me that's like, yeah, I'm exactly where I need to be. But there's another part of me that's like, fuck this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I want to be here, man. Yeah. I don't want to be here. And I feel like we all have that struggle. But the law of harmony is kind of helping us to be like, if I could just accept where I am as okay, and I could work with this and not make it wrong and not try to control it and not try and make it be anything other than what it is, the amount of movement and freedom I have is incredible. And mm-hmm. I think what... And this, your ability to make a better choice. Yes. And, and this talk has kind of just reminded me that, you know, I think the law of harmony, it really like takes a lot of the other laws we've talked about and really kind of helps enhance each and every one of them. Of it's like an enhancer. It's it's like you can't really do the law of harmony other than you can kind of be like, okay, I am where I am. It is what it is. Life is kind of... But yeah. like when you do that, it enhances all these other things that you do. Mm-hmm. You know? I feel like it's kind of like yeah, one of those. It's, it, and it connects things too. So it yeah, it's a connector. It yeah. Well, that's great stuff, man. Good stuff. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.